Hey, what's going on? It's John, a Cut Above Horror Review, getting ready for episode number 48. It's actually uh, one of those episodes we pre-recorded even before we started this podcast officially. We are talking about the Shutter-exclusive Fried Berry. So again, uh, forgive us, uh, we didn't have everything set up when we recorded this, but uh, it was a whole lot of fun to talk about. So let's uh, get into episode number 48, a Cut Above Horror Review, starting now. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, the podcast where we review a horror movie for your enjoyment and uh, and you can see what you think. Uh, I'm Jacqueline, I'll be your host for the evening and tonight we're going to be talking about Fried Berry, made in 2020, but I believe just released to Shudder earlier this year. So let's get into it. Uh, first, let's meet everybody else on the show. How are you doing, Hydraberg? I'm good. How about you guys? Good, good. How's your week been or your three weeks since we My last week's recorded? Right. Weekend's, weekend's doing good. Yeah. Anything fun no, this week? No, Any new tattoos? Too much today. Huh? I feel like every time we record, you have a new tattoo. Anything new this week? Uh, yeah, I have one here from two weeks ago. It's not finished yet, though. And it's, you can't see what it is. It's hard to tell. Yeah. The details so has to be put into it. Still in progress. It's a naked lady. Awesome. <laughs> it's like a Frank Miller drawing. Always a good tattoo choice. Yes, I do. Yes, I yeah. do. Cool. And also on the show with us is John. How you doing, John? Howdy, everybody. How's it going? Woo! Who is that, Carton? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was different. It, it's been so long. It's a, like I, I haven't seen you guys for three weeks, you know, and Jacqueline just like moved to North Carolina for some reason. And yeah. Hydraberg got a new tattoo that just looked like a red blurb on my uh, Zoom. I'll send you guys a picture. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. I didn't show it off in the Slack or anything because it wasn't finished. I was like, I don't really want to show this yet and have to describe to people what it is. Oh, yeah, wait till, it's, wait till it's done so everybody can appreciate it and not explore yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. Yeah, it's been so nice out here that my girlfriend and I, we just made some uh, some some barbecue ribs and some uh, some potatoes on the grill. And uh, yeah, it's uh, summertime, everybody. Sounds like summer. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Like a nice five-mile hike last weekend. Where oh, at? that sounds great. I just threw like these trails that cut through Long Island. You can make your way from the north and the south of it. They cut through residential areas and like industrial areas. It's not like the view's not like spectacular, but it's nice like just hiking. People bike through them too. It's like a hiking and mountain biking trail. Yeah, a hike is a hike, and you know you take what yeah, you can fun. get wherever you live. So we did about like five and a half miles, and then just decided to take an Uber back to my Jeep because the uh, one of the guys was just pooped. I, I was willing to walk back, but he was like, "I'm tired." Damn, that's a long distance. Yeah, hey, you're looking ripped, dude. I mean, you're looking like like you can get through that. So I'm okay. <laughs> Hydroberg is like our health and fitness inspiration. He is for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I'm blushing. Teach us, guru. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I have no horror movie news just because uh, it's been a it's been a long couple of weeks, and uh, I know that. Uh, uh conjuring devil made me do it came out doing very very well and spiral book of saw did you guys see out. conjuring no I, I haven't seen it yet no have you I watched it at home on hbo Thoughts? yeah what'd you think uh it's worth a watch if you like the first two hmm. it's not gonna blow your socks off but um like most people said the um the characters of the warrens i think they're like they're nice to watch they those two actors are really well together they do really well together 
even if they're not like the real life counterparts of you know that they're playing yeah I, I do like them in those roles i find them likable yeah. and it's nice to have that consistency in my opinion and there's less in this film that seems to want to set up like spin-offs there's no like annabelle's or like you know creepy little doll guys or what the <laughs> i forgot <laughs> the goodness. creepy guys name well, in the it, second it, one. It, was, it was kind of based off know. of a like a like a true event right like they actually yeah. had a trial for this well right? they're all supposed to be well this one like actually had a trial for it right yeah hmm. Mm. And the name the name's dumb though, but it is a little <laughs> silly. Man. Yeah, it just seems weird. Devil made me do it. <laughs> but yeah, if well, you can watch it, I wouldn't go to the theater necessarily. But if you have HBO Max, it's worth a watch. I think when you have these franchises that keep adding more and more entries, the little subtitle parts just kind of get worse and worse. Like the saw from the spiral from the book of saw, like that's kind of dumb. They changed yeah. that title like a week after it launched, I believe. Yeah, because I think was it because they thought it might get more people know. to come yeah, see it. It was underperforming. That's always or... weird when when a movie does that. That's it feels pretty rare. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before for them to literally change like the title of the movie. Remember. Yeah, so there, I don't know. Has there ever been any franchise that's really held up? I mean, I, I the more I think about it, it's just like there's nothing that's really held up. You know, because I know the Warniverse has has spun off to like Annabelle, Annabelle Creations, and stuff like that. But I I don't necessarily know if there was, you know, a true franchise that that every single movie you go, fuck yeah, this is this is exactly what I want to watch. Well, this might be kind of a hot take, but I think that I, the answer I think is no, like not exactly. But I think the the franchise that comes the closest would probably be Scream. Mm. Like, I think Scream 2 and 4 were pretty damn good. Not as good as the first one, but pretty darn good. Like, they fulfilled, you know, what I wanted to see. 3 is, it's, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, 3 yeah, out of 4. Yeah, I mean, my, my favorite, I guess, because my horror movie uh, experience started with Halloween, and I just... Halloween one and two are, are dope. And number three, I, I freaking love, but then like when, once it spun off and gosh, man, I, I love uh, Danielle Harris as the, you know, the niece, the one, mm -hmm. when they spun off as Lori being the sister was, was mm -hmm. cool. And it was fun. Cause it had the good jump scares, but it's just like Halloween never held up and don't, there's no continuity. Me. Yeah, there's not. And, and it's like, don't even ask me about the Rob Zombie movies. Cause they were, yeah. Well, that was my next thing. You guys said all the wrong answers. Rob Zombie's Devil's Reject trilogy is obviously that masterpiece. <laughs> oh my that god! Is the correct answer. <laughs> well, okay. So I Heidelberg... House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, whatever the third one was. I know you're going to want to kill me, but I actually love the first two of those movies. The third one just shouldn't have been made, but I love Devil's Rejects they and I love the House of a two. Thousand Corpses. I think those are his best movies. You know, Devil's Rejects was actually kind of good because I I love the fact that. And as much as I shit on a Rob Zombie movie is that that it did pay homage to the original Texas Chainsaw. And a little then, too much for my taste. That's my my one. Yeah, it, it did. I, it, it really like like really bit off the movie a lot. But, you know, the fact that he just like really leaned into this this gore and stuff. And it's just like the dialogue and stuff. And in my previous podcast, we had, we had talked about uh you know the the dialogue being very uh um juvenile and yeah. it held true in devil's rejects but but it just had something else to it where it was just kind of 
almost felt different than another Rob Zombie movie, I guess. I think, I think it kind of fit in the style of the times, like kind of the early to mid 2000s, um, yeah. like with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and like the Hills Have Eyes remake. And there was yeah. kind of this really gritty, um, brutal feel to a lot of the movies mm-hmm. at that specific moment. And so I feel like the tone of Devil's Rejects really fit in with that. So I don't know, maybe that made it a little more. The last um, like 20 minutes of House of a Thousand Corpses is pretty gnarly. I fucking love it. I like, yeah, I know like when they go on the ground, it. It's a, it gets really fucked up. Dr. Satan, I love it. Yeah, I didn't hate that movie. It just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listened to the podcast, uh, The History of Horror with Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob, Z- Rob Zombie hated that. He hated shooting that. He was just like, this is some bullshit. We have to bring in Dr. Satan because we got to fill in time. And nah, oh. no, nah, I loved everything about the movie until then. <laughs> I mean, Rob Zombie, seriously, I mean, growing up as a kid, I liked White Zombie. I, I, I've i seen Rob Zombie or Slash White Zombie uh, a few times in concert. Fun, hard rock band. Um, you know, as a director, and in, in, in our buddy Andy brought it up that he's a good director. He just should not write it. He shouldn't do shit. all of it. No, yeah. he shouldn't write it. He shouldn't. And he shouldn't write be casting it. everybody, especially his wife, constantly. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with like a franchise taking you know the same characters, the same same actors into different characters and putting them in there differently, and that's fine. I'm good with that, but it's just it's so juvenile and so just gross at times. Yeah, and it, but if you ever actually listen to him talk horror, like he's really intelligent and he has like yeah. A wide knowledge of it so it just yeah. sucks that it doesn't translate to i feel like maybe when he doesn't have anybody to tell him no it feels like when he directs a movie like nobody that says no be. you shouldn't do this or yeah that could be i think I, like i'd like to see what he could do if he had like i mean he would probably hate this but if he had like a little more um i'm not saying like go with like a major studio but if he had a little more guidance from a studio and like yeah. a producer who would kind of shape things a little more for him I'd like to see what he could do in that. Capacity. I give him credit for like drumming up money for these movies and getting them out there. Yeah, even yeah, though sure. people, he has a following. I mean, some people shit on him, some people love him. Well, I know, I've always shit on him, but I mean, for me, it's it's more of, hey, dude, if you can get some other like brilliant mind to write your script, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, your movies would be like ten times better. And <laughs> I agree with that. That's a, that's a really interesting point. I'd like to, yeah. Hmm. I wonder what he could do. Well, and, and again, you know, my buddy Andy, like, kind of, kind of forced me in that direction. You know, watch, watching it a couple of times, it's like, you know, the aesthetic of the movie and the shots and the direction of it was fantastic. But, you know, and, and I know we're going on a freaking, you know, off, off. Hey, whatever. it's a horror Andrew. podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah, but, but, but it's. Yeah, no, but it's the way it feels is gritty in, in, in Texas Chainsaw, and you can make those comparisons, and he pays so much homage to that. And, you know, maybe he bites it a little bit, but um, it's also kind of fresh <laughs> to say. Tell you what elevated his work for me was seeing a Glenn Danzig movie and then being like, ah, okay. <laughs> did you see Veronica? Veronica? Not that bad. Did you see Veronica? Huh? Veronica? I did. I, didn't I watch it with you and Rob? Did you watch it with us that time? Uh, well, it, actually, Rob had to uh, watch it, it to be on your show. So he, he did. did a Zoom he did. and we watched he, it together. He did. Oh. It was really yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Glendig dancing. Should get out of the oh, old movie. So ridiculous. Round. And I even I am curious to see his new one. Uh, yeah. Death Rider in the House of Vampires or whatever it's called. I'm kind of curious to see that one. Sounds like a, a semi-cool premise, though, but um, yeah, I don't know about it. It's got Eli See Roth how many porn stars are in it this time? Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. And with Rob Zombie Spider-Man. movies, oh, sorry. With Rob Zombie movies, one thing that um, helped was actually watching Lords of Salem with the director's commentary I haven't on. seen that one yet. So the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, huh what is going on here didn't i couldn't really put it together you know what i mean um but as you guys said i think that rob zombie is pretty smart and um has like he has a vision you know like we might not always like it or it may not always come across but he he knows what he's trying to do at least and so when i i first watched lords of salem i kind of thought yeah this one's sort of a throwaway for me but then maybe a year later on a whim i rewatched it with the director's commentary turned on and that helped me appreciate it a lot more now, no amount of commentary could help me appreciate 31 or Free From Hell. Those are just a lost cause for me, but... He needs um, to stop casting his wife. I, I, I love I feel like her, that's move number one. I love her in House of, of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, but anything else, it's... I mean, it just makes me cringe. She's like a one-note actress, and her yeah. voice just kills me. I mean, she's hot, at least. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I saw I mean, a picture someone did of... Um, his monsters, and it was just all the characters with her head on top. <laughs> like playing all the characters. That's funny. <laughs> no, I, I I agree, Jacqueline. I I, I thought uh, Lord Salem was actually it, it was a different flavor for Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. but yeah. the dialogue again, you know, because he wrote the script, it's just so juvenile, and you just yeah. go. You want to oh. make a drinking game out of it every time someone says the word fuck or cunt or something, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, it's 31, little, 31 you would be so fucked up. It's ridiculous. And there were some scenes in 31 that was shot pretty cool, but I like I like Richard Brake in 30. Richard Brake was the yeah. only saving part of 31 for me. The only is, part is it true that Richard Brake was the uh Snow King or whatever it, it was? was one in, of them. There were two the, actors that played him. He what? was the one I think when it got more popular. Game of Thrones. He was the Night King. Night King, okay. That's what it was. He's a British actor, and like, dude, came off like perfect as a just you know some country blumpkin. And, yeah, um, yeah, you said blumpkin. 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 <laughs> Is that your version of the reach around? <laughs> sure, I don't know. You, you want to get in the reach around? Here? The blumpkin <laughs> brought to you by John Richards. <laughs> the blumpkin brought to you by pumpkins. <laughs> pumpkins, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I'm, gonna quote, I'm gonna quote straight, Sean. <laughs> you guys ready for a reach around? I, yeah, let's, let's do the reach around plot. I'm horny for, to talk about this movie, so give us a reach around. You're horny. Huh? <laughs> All right, uh, tonight's reach around is brought to you by Blumpkins. Uh, join us on a wild ride of drug-fueled alien hijinks, extraterrestrial sexuality, and existential angst as we view Barry's life through an outer world lens. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's all I got. Here's, here's First your... of all, I love that you said hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> there's hijinks in this m- movie that's it just he's just if moving there, around the whole time things happen around him and to him if there is one thing in this movie it's hijinks it's like scoob yeah just exactly it just leads into one thing leads into the next and we just see him in these different settings where uh, you're like what is he doing what are these yeah. people around him oh, that was one Lord. of my notes too it's like not a single character in this movie is normal 
Almost nobody <laughs> that he meets is like a normal person. They're all weird or drugged, uh, or drugged out or whatever. But. Uh, let's get into it. This, this, <laughs> is your, this is your spoiler alert. We're talking about Fried Berry from, I guess, 2021, directed by Ryan Kruger. We're going to be talking about this movie in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, come back to find out what we thought about it. Initial thoughts, uh, since Hydroberg was talking, go for it, buddy. This is a wacky movie. <laughs> this movie Period. is i wasn't sure if i should take psychedelics before i watched it i don't know if you guys partook in anything i, I drank a little bit i know you're breastfeeding so yeah i can't uh, not you john obviously john. <laughs> i don't know if you lactate but maybe that'd be pretty cool but um i didn't hate this movie i i just thought it was it was an it's an experience i said that to john more than just a film it felt like an experience you're definitely on a wild ride with this character yeah. I would agree with that. Jacqueline, initial thoughts. Uh, I agree 100%. This is an experience. It, it Almost like it, it didn't remind me of Eraserhead, but kind of in the same way that Eraserhead is sort of this like weird, non-narrative, bizarre thing that uh, you know, doesn't really necessarily present itself as like a film film. Uh, yeah, Fred Berry is definitely an experience. I... I after I watched it, I sort of couldn't decide whether I thought it was brilliant or garbage or or what. I don't know. I had to think about it for a while. So it's like a mix of train spotting meets fire in the sky. I don't know fire in the sky, but train spotting. It's yeah. an alien abduction movie that's got some pretty like uh but like visuals, like shocking visuals. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. So uh I as of right now, I have no idea what I'm going to rate this movie. It's going to be a surprise to me when we get to the end of the show and a rating comes out of my mouth. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I, regardless of what's good or bad about it, I think it is worth experiencing at least yeah. once. Yeah. Agreed. Sure. If you have Shudder, definitely. Especially. Yeah. yeah. John, yeah, what about I, you? I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, this was your pick, John. I don't think you necessarily have to go out and seek this because it's really easy to find. Um, my first initial thought when I ended the movie as it ended, I was like, man, this movie's fucking wacky. And it is. Um, but I liked it. Uh, Fire in the Sky, I kind of get. Uh, and, you know, it is a sci-fi horror, to be honest. Um, and I'm not it's also a, sci- a horror comedy. It's under what it's classified as. Too. Yeah, like a sci-fi horror comedy. And God damn! If Ryan Kruger didn't make yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Sci-fi a, horror company. A, a fun, fun movie, enjoyable. I mean, uh, we'll get Has to our. Has this director review. made other movies? I don't know. I didn't do a lot of I, research. I didn't on see him. anything else. I did hear him on on, I think uh, on yeah. I heard him on another podcast. I, I think it was uh, Nightmare on Film Street. And he was just talking about it. And I, I think the last time we talked was, you know, one of his quotes was, you know, fuck it, let's just make it. And yeah. he, he did. And it was <laughs> damned if it wasn't like really, really entertaining. I, I would say that I would go as bold as maybe this wouldn't make my top five at the end of 2021, but it would make an honorable mention because like you both said, I didn't hate this movie. I actually really kind of liked it where it's just like you're almost in the closet about it where it's just like, I kind of love this fucking movie, but 
I don't want to say I did just because it was yeah, just it's the kind not, of movie you don't want to explain when someone walks in the room they're like what are you watching you're like uh yeah you, there's no, no way there's certain scenes I, if I, you walked in I, on Heidelberg, I think you nailed it. Is that you would not suggest this to like the the open, you know, somebody that that casually watches horror movies. You you would recommend this to somebody that really, really loves horror movies and, and just the like, weird stuff. Has a high tolerance for weirdness. Yeah, you, you love this movie. You want to, you know, enjoy something something different because it did. It took that sci-fi element and and took me out of like what I dislike about sci-fi or sci-fi horror. And it just, <laughs> brought me back in because it was funny because on the spectrum, we watched Possessor a while ago, which was definitely very different. Right. And that was sci-fi well, hard. And I was also going to bring that up is that, that, you know, we had talked about that Brandon Cronenberg is the son of David Cronenberg. And, you know, David is the, uh, you know, the, the king of body horror. This is a more body horror movie to me than Possessor was. Oh, yeah, I, I, I would get behind that statement. I mean, even like the probe, it wasn't an anal probe. It was a dick probe. Like <laughs> no, there, was two, there, there was two, though. The dick probe was tough to watch. But then there's a scene where they show him on all fours and he's got probes in both ends. Like yes, something's going in his mouth true. and he's getting like deep peed. It was pretty. <laughs> I guess I, like I, on the I, table. I forgot about that. This is the a third probe, movie. I totally forgot about that, too. Now that you <laughs> mention it, I should never forget about that. This is the third movie that we've uh, reviewed that has just full on dick in it. Yeah, half star for the wang. Maybe we need to change the name of this podcast, like a dick above. <laughs> a dick above, yeah. A cut above the dick. That Ooh, sounds so. A cut above scary. is is a dick joke anyway. If you're circumcised, so. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, right, I thought look, the visuals in this movie. Uh, when it's, I'm, I'm not sure what the budget was, but I'm sure it was pretty small. I thought yeah. it looked really good. The cinematography is really good. The the yeah. lighting, the color. They use a lot of color in this movie. I was into it. Yeah, it was kind Very of very little frantic... dialogue on Barry's part because that guy's not a professional actor. No, are you serious? That guy, like, he was my he's favorite friend. part of the movie. He's been using this some of this guy's, I think, shorts or whatever because he has a distinct look to him. Yeah, okay, but he's not an actor really. Mm-mm. No, he's been like an extra or or you know had bit yeah. parts and shorts, but he's never like carried a movie before. But John, I gotta ask, just why why was this your choice for this week? Why did you pick this movie? I, 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 <laughs> It's very simple because it it seemed so polarizing. Again, I didn't read anything into it. I didn't know the plot of the movie. I knew it was kind of a sci-fi horror comedy or whatever. Um, I picked it because it, easy access, but it, I also I was very curious about it. You know, yeah, if, if if it's something that people are talking about, whether they loved it or hated it, it just seemed to me that that you know it would be an interesting interesting discussion between us and and you know something that we can kind of nail down of you know is this good is this bad or whatever and <laughs> i don't know it like like you said i it blows me away that this guy's never been a professional actor because to me the part of barry you know uh uh pre alien all right because we did the spoiler to you know, being a drug addict into becoming the alien, and the way he walked around and the way he carried himself, you know, it was almost—it's like you can put this guy in the Academy Award. He played a pretty actor. good druggie. Well, no, no, no. He he First played he played game. a great character throughout the movie because you know he did the drugs, he did all this other kind of stuff that the character of Barry that would do and yeah. he played it as an alien it was like just so 
interesting to watch. It was so, yeah. I, and I was enthralled, not bored. This guy was really good. Well, and I think what's remarkable about the performance is it is like 99.9% physical. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he barely speaks at all in the whole movie. I mean, he has like just a handful of lines, I think total maybe. Um, but everything about his acting performance is physical. And I mean, facial expressions. yeah, his facial expressions, his weird body movements and his kind of the way that he has to react to the world around him, which is literally alien to him um, at when he's, you know, possessed by the alien. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's very evocative. And I think that the actor did a great job of um, conveying exactly what we needed to understand about him without using any words. It's funny because he's actually more of a likable character when he's the alien than he is when you meet him. For sure. The alien actually was sort of endearing, and you see it like a somewhat of an arc with him. He starts learning hum- humanity. Yeah. And he becomes a little, you know, human himself a little bit. Yeah. He's like he does good like, deeds. He does some good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. He Later. does good deeds, and he he displays like a sense of curiosity. And he like, touches oh, people's okay. lives. Like. Yeah. Very... I, I, I I like the way it's in the way I looked at it was like, like, let's say you took a two by four and you put it like you stapled it to the back of your head and then put it all the way down to your like tailbone. You know, that's the way he walked around, you know, like <laughs> yeah, he, 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 was, he had this two like, by four and the way he was shuffling along. Yeah, exactly. You looking know, at the, things like moving you know, his whole body. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, you know, it goes into this club. <laughs> and his first takes ex- all that ecstasy or whatever it is. Yeah, he, he first exposure to drugs is he takes all the ecstasy and he just, he knows how to dance. And to yeah. me, that was, it was like so impractical, but it was so fun. I mean, it yeah. was like, you know, this guy is so getting into it. You know, this alien that takes over this body is just like, oh, okay. I so was surprised how many he- times he got laid. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I think that was part of it though right was that like yeah. when he's possessed by this alien he suddenly becomes very like magnetic and irresistible despite yeah. being maybe the when weirdest he looking motherfucker i've ever the, seen in a movie yeah. when he has <laughs> sex with the um the prostitute <laughs> and she instantly gets pregnant and gives that birth scene is, that scene is crazy she gets pregnant and gives birth all this black ooze comes flying out of her I was joking with John earlier, like, oh, that's how my baby was born. Yeah. It was so crazy, though. The next time you see the baby, the baby's like, what, like maybe like a week old and it's already an adult. It's a yeah, it looks family. just like him. That's funny. And he's like, monkey yeah. milk, monkey milk. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Oh, it, so yeah. Crazy. She, and she's she, just cool. She with breast- it. She never have a kid. Yeah. They, so they, the actually, kid- that was actually a gift. To her. Yeah. The kid breastfeeds. <laughs> yeah. And he, he looks like a 40 year old man. Yeah. Yeah. John, so that's why the Samara looked so big when you saw her yesterday. <laughs> she's okay. like growing up. Milk, yeah. Next time you see her, she's going to be like 45. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was born yesterday. Okay. Yes. Just making mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's adorable, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. yeah I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, uh, and as silly as this may sound, but it, it, I think it's also a social commentary a little bit on STDs. So they brought it back a little bit to like the 80s, uh, early 90s, you know. Of, when of does diseases. this take place? I mean, you're not exactly sure. I mean, I think and also pre- where I was thinking, was it South Africa? It yeah, was Cape South Town. Africa, yeah. Cape Town, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I, thought yeah so. I, I don't know when the time frame was, but it seemed to me that it was present time. But I, I think there was a little social commentary on that, especially at the beginning, where it's just like you use a rubber 
you're not going to get a disease or pregnant. If you don't mm-hmm. use one, you're going to get pregnant right away. Yeah. Yeah. There, that scene showed up a lot in a lot of 80s horror earlier. movies. Sorry, yeah, exactly that? right. Exactly right. When he does, when he shoots up with that guy, when he, before he gets abducted, mm-hmm. he shoots up with that guy at the bar at his place and they, yeah. they share needles. Yeah. That made me cringe. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a lot, lot of cringy moments. moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was. There, there was I mean, movie. Ryan Kruger did not shy away from, you know, anything super. I mean, he didn't shy away from the dark or the brutal or the uh, shocking. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. And it's funny for an alien to come down. And that's the experience that he's having on Earth is like the underbelly of like drug culture and nightlife and, you know, walking the streets. There's a lot of prostitutes and, you know, Johns and pimps and drug addicts and you actually got a close-up of the birth too <laughs> yeah that and and the penis so mm-hmm. you know, well, equal you opportunity could, you could almost argue that this is you know as, as you said it's it could be read as a social commentary you could almost argue that this is the writer and director's social commentary on you know society as a whole right now like kind of highlighting the dark and kind of dirty side of society maybe this is how he views the world you know that an alien comes to earth and this is the experience that he has of uh observing human beings so um you know bringing it back to rob zombie you could even you could say maybe that's like his vision of humanity i mean we see that dark dirty thing in rob zombie's films but that seems to be kind of how he views like the family unit and that kind of stuff barry actually becomes like a better dad yeah, you didn't have the juvenile dialogue in this. No, no, no. I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily comparing the movie specifically. I'm just saying, like, in terms of how the director, how the filmmaker, you know, looks at humanity. You could make an argument for that. Yeah. Yeah, the alien baby was actually, like, really, really funny. The pimp, yeah. <laughs> the pimp goes, what are you, man? Get out of here. And when he goes to the, um, the uh, Santa Asylum, Mm-hmm. That happens after he saves the little girl, right? Yes. Yeah, because they think the he killed. Scene. Yeah, okay. Right. They take I, him to jail. I love the fact that <clears throat> at the beginning, you know, and there is a character arc because it's weird because, you know, this character at the beginning is a drug addict. He comes home, tells his wife to fuck off, and then, you know, eating and then leaves and then becomes abducted. The guy comes back down as the alien goes back and <laughs> it's like a whole new turn for him, like like a character arc for him within the movie of, well, I'm supposed to love this woman, you know, I guess because he's trying, you know, as Barry, Fried Barry, he, he comes back as, you know, I'm trying to learn the, the humanity. And yeah. he loves his wife <laughs> and she takes him to the room <laughs> and she's like, okay, so you got to do this. And, and aren't you going to show any emotion? He goes, woo. Oh, was yeah, that, that, that was, was the it, other was it woo? Yeah, it was woo. It was yeah, woo. But his wife actually ends up like falling in love with him again. Like sort of as yeah. she knows something's off with him. I feel like she knows eventually, but she doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Because it's, he was for now it seems better. Before yeah. he was abducted. Yeah. I guess yeah, the that wife... abduction scene was cool too. It sure was. Yeah, very trippy. But yeah, I, I actually thought... thought the wife had a lot of heart. Like that was a character that I didn't expect to get me in my feels. Um, yeah. But in the in that like towards the end, it's not the ending scene, but towards the end where 
he's dying and she's pouring her heart out to him and, and she breaks down weeping. I didn't expect that. And I didn't expect to kind of feel almost on the verge of, you know, tearing up myself. Um, especially for a movie that you're watching and it's really just sort of crazy and off the wall and it doesn't seem like something you should be taking too seriously. It just seems really wacky. And then to come to this scene where, you know, she's really pouring her heart out. And uh, I thought that was like, an, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I never, I never got the vibe that the the wife was actually like supposed to be, uh, the, the, you know, and not saying that you said this, but like a comic relief. But it was she was so struggling to hold her family together because this little boy, I like when you got the feels, like when seeing that little boy, and it's almost like he was mute. He didn't say anything, but he was playing with his toys. But you know, as when he came back as the alien or fried barrier, whatever you want to call him. You know, he was he was feeding him his breakfast and it was like a, it was so it was so weird to have a heartfelt moment in a movie that you've been watching. And, you know, you see a dick probe and you see an anal and mouth probe and you see somebody have sex with somebody and all of a sudden this person gets pregnant and you have this heartfelt moment like the, the whole kitchen scene was actually really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's good because with the movie with everything else going on in the movie, I think it's good to have that one moment of like heartfelt, you know, a scene where there's some characters that you actually do care about where everybody else is sort of like uh, just side characters that he comes into their lives real quick. Yeah. They're just kinda, they come and go, but this is the, the constant yeah. you know, person in his life. Yeah. And I, I can see how some people might say that that was incongruous with the tone or like it didn't fit or whatever, but I actually really appreciated that scene being there. Yeah, and I kind of love that. Um, did you guys notice the commercials? That, that uh, like every time he blinked his eyes, he was looking up at the TV, and <laughs> like the one that I really, noticed. the really, the one that really got me was the whiskey one because like it comes out later in the movie where he's like the main character of that, where he's like the hey, the only whiskey I drink is this one. Mm. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, I, I missed that. I have to go back and look at that again. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's watching TV. He's just like catching whatever. And then like the one that really caught me was the whiskey one, just because later in the movie, it really became predominant because he, he, he it almost like he he became human because mm-hmm. he, he was the main character of this whiskey commercial, but he was actually just yeah. dreaming after a drug binge. Yeah, there's definitely heart to the movie, though. That's part of it. You know, like when he saves the little girl. Oh, and yeah. the kids like that situation was all fucked yeah. up leaving them out of captivity and the scene where he's in the mental institution and he's talking to those two guys and one of them has this great plan for escape and you think he's just nuts and he's like leading them around the hallways you know with the The hallucinating some some, yeah well it looks real he he, he plays you know it plays out the whole scene as though it's real like he's holding a weapon and leading i had to rewind it because i'm like where'd they get this huge gun why would they have a gun and then i realized he threw the baton and it turned into a gun when the guy grabs it yeah and then they cut to the baton he's like yeah he's just spraying people down they cut to like the same shot of him but with the baton in it they're like running through the place barry's in the background just kind of like walking around there's somebody taking a dump right on the floor yeah and then they're like, okay, Mr. Martini or whatever, let's go back to your room. And then you realize it's just all. But there was head. a guy but waiting for him. Outside. There was a guy waiting. And so you think yeah. that the, you thought the guy was just nuts, but um, but there actually was was a contact there. That's yeah, he he's, not, he's not coming here. You need to take me. <laughs> you know, as yeah, his alien. Taking so, Barry. 
Um, did you guys, and we forgot to mention this at the beginning. Did you realize that every, like, uh, I guess it would be NC 17 in Great Britain would put, I like those the beginning, warnings, yeah, the, 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 put those warnings on there. It's like, what you're about to watch is so offensive. You do yeah. not watch this. If you are under the age of 17, do not watch this fucking movie. It's graphic <laughs> violence and nudity yeah. and sexuality. Yeah. Which and probably was, has the exact opposite effect. <laughs> that was like an homage to those. So that yeah, was like it was. It was. For the movie. But I, yeah, I, I dug that. I dug the retro beginning too. Yeah, it yeah. was like a, um, I guess what they call a video discussing um, yeah. of what uh, Great Britain did. And it's just like one of those movies you should not watch. And whenever can, they said what was the subject matter, I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a 13 year old kid, I would have been like, huh? checking the boxes nudity, graphic violence. Yes, yes. Check, can check. You imagine check. being. Can you imagine being 13 and watching this movie? I think my eyeballs would have fell out of my head. Yeah. I would have, I would have rewinded it so many times. It was, <laughs> you know, as a as an adult, no, not so much. And they had a fucking intermission in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. They, they put an intermission right halfway through the, the movie. And it was just, I went, I don't know if I hate this or I love this. I feel like everything in this movie, you kind of just have to like embrace it and just be like, yeah. all right, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> because it, it wasn't long. I mean, it was like like maybe no. 15 seconds or something like oh, yeah, that. But it was just like intermission. Wait, what? What? <laughs> maybe so you could catch your breath for a minute and you're like, oh, what am I watching here? Hold on. Let me just. <sighs> Hold on. Yeah. I think you're probably exactly right. Yeah. Just like a moment to regroup and like re <laughs> reground yourself into reality for a second and just be like, okay, I'm this is all okay <laughs> i like that 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 one lady takes him home from the club she's like i was watching you dancing out there and he's talking when he's uh, hanging out with the um the guy at the club and the guy's just talking about something and he's rambling and rambling and barry's just like listening like and his jaw is just all over the place from all the ecstasy he took he's making yeah. the wildest faces he's and if the actor twitching. really did all those faces in real life that's pretty good that's that's a, the kind of look what i loved about the actor is just like yeah. He kept it straight the whole time. I mean, he kept, you know, I am <laughs> I'm supposed to be this alien trying to react as a human being. And, you know, if that's his, if this is his role that he, or last role that he ever does, you know, it's totally brilliant. The comedy uh, is definitely like darker in tone. Yeah. It is. But, it's, but it funny. is comedy. It is. It works. It is yeah. yeah. I, I think my, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jacqueline. I think my favorite shots of him are when um, I don't know what the technical, you know, cinematic term for this is, but when the camera is like, it looks like it's attached to him and it's like facing him that you kind of, it's like following him around and you just kind of get his face yeah. as he's like kind of wiggling through life, <laughs> mm. observing what he's seeing. It's like yeah. a POV, but it's more like centered on him, right? Yeah, yeah it experience. looks like it's physically attached to him because it yeah. moves with every slight movement he, he makes, it, it goes with him and Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of at a weird angle with his face and you kind of just see all his dazed expressions. It kind of helps convey that like fish out of water or like euphoria experience, like when he's on the yeah. drugs, you know? Yeah. Or like That's just total awe. kind of shots always do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't crazy. see around him. So you're just like, what's going on right now? And he's just like, <laughs> Well, that's how I felt watching this movie. I thought I thought maybe I had become an alien and like no longer understood reality or logic or anything. <laughs> now, when uh, they made so the alien is basically just like a copy of him. It's not him. 
back down. Like he's still up in the ship when right. the aliens comes down. Correct. Like, oh, is that what it is? That's what I took from it. Like, cause you see, like, sort of like the body thing being morphed and whatever. So I felt like they probed him. They took his essence and then created another version of him. Oh. That's well, why okay. when the alien has sex with the woman, it's basically alien DNA. I feel like, and not. It's like a mix of berries in the aliens. Yeah, I, don't know, yeah, I could be wrong. Well, no, that a... makes that makes sense. I I kind of imagined it as like he was possessed by the alien, but That's what I, yeah, thought I don't at know. First. Your way probably makes more sense. But then they drop him back down at the end. After he's a, after the alien goes back up with his ship, Barry falls back down to the ground. Oh. You don't see it though; it's off camera. I wish right. you could have sort of naked on the ground, like in some like. Okay. Yeah, I had an, I had interpreted that as they yeah. they took him back up to the ship, like yeah. removed the alien Maybe. from within him, and then dropped the the body back down. But I felt uh, like it was sort of like a doppelganger. Well, the, I kind of I like that better. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on board with that. That's why I kind of felt bad for everybody after, because then they get shitty Barry back when they had like even though he was an alien, like the two women in his life that he touched their lives, like they were sort of like, who are you anyway? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you want to get a drink? And I felt Maybe. bad that, like, now they got to deal with asshole Barry again. Well, but we don't know what happened to him on the ship. Maybe Ryan Kruger should make a Maybe, sequel yeah. that's, like, the real Barry, but on the ship. And, like, Maybe he happened? becomes a better person. <laughs> Maybe he detoxed while he was up there. Yeah. <laughs> Barry's redemption. I want to see this Unfried sequel Barry. where the alien that Fried went Barry. up there tells, him, tells them all about what he did on Earth. I kind of... Yeah, th- there there was a scene that I actually really really liked. He he ran into the uh, the, the gangsters and and these gangsters actually kick his ass. Um, and somehow he had, he gets a hold of some headphones and he sees some guy that got mugged and got almost killed. And he was trying to be human and he he, he gave the guy the headphones and to listen to music before he died. I was just like. Oh. Wait, hold on a second. What, what what was this scene? But like to me, the scene was just like that's that's very effective. Yeah, without those kind of scenes, this would just be like sort of like a crazy film. I feel like those scenes definitely help. You know, when he saves the little girl, and there's a connection with him and the little girl when they're both chained up. Yeah, and his connection with his wife and stuff like that. There's definitely some some threads in this movie that like you know would warm your heart a little bit and it's weird for a movie that has so much crazy <laughs> did you notice imagery. he never br- yeah it, it, and even in that scene where they're in the warehouse and this that crazy you know chainsaw guy um did you notice he never broke character because he kept that like again he's got that two boy for like strapped to his back and he's just like the way he's moving around the way he's walking he that never runs yeah he, he walks ro- robotically and mm. just turns his head doesn't like turn his neck he just turns his head like with his body that was so that was pretty good yeah yeah well any other major points that we should discuss before we come down on our ratings here guys shit on the floor like like yeah hydroberg said that That was i don't even know if that was like special effects that might have just been a real guy (laughs) shooting on the floor i mean who knows what this is that was one of those scenes where i'm like holy what am i watching like holy shit literally I mean, Gary Green might have just really taken a whole mouthful of ecstasy. I don't know. I mean, anything's possible, I think, with this one. Is that the character's name? His name was Gary Green? Gary Green's the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He thought it was Barry? <laughs> I thought it was Barry. I thought his real name was Barry. In, in the breastfeeding scene with the little uh, the, uh, the monkey the kid, up. but the, the, the Barry kid? <laughs> yeah. 
was so hard to watch, but I, I laughed. I thought it was, it was pretty fucking he funny. Just looked like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was Barry. Not even like was... a young version of Barry, just like Barry just, reincarnate, just like a Barry, new Barry. Just like, give me a titty. I so like that Barry's up. still out there too, like right. So there's literally an alien, half alien, half human on Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, he's going to have to make it on Earth, I guess. I wonder well, if he's going to die early, though, since he like grew up so fast. I mean, he's only yeah, going to live like, another couple weeks. He might quick. Next week, Yeah, next week we should plan for his funeral. So, um, yeah. Now, do you have any trivia on this one? Because I was just wondering, like, how did they mention how long it took to shoot? Uh, I didn't read anything that specifically addressed that. The, I, the most interesting piece of trivia that I, I, I thought was most interesting was that, um, well, before I say it, let me back up and just say, while I was watching the movie, I thought to myself, this movie must have the shortest script of any movie ever made. I imagine that it was just like one paragraph and it was like, weird ass looking motherfucker walks around town, film him doing weird shit, the end. Like, that's kind of what I thought the script would look like. And so when I looked up the trivia, I found a piece of information that says, Forgoing a traditional script, the film was written in three days as a scene breakdown, and most mm. of the film's dialogue, dialogue and blocking was improvised or workshop workshopped on set. So yeah, it pretty, pretty much was. <laughs> oh, I love that! Oh my god, that makes this movie even better because it was just so planned out. Yeah, it's just like okay, in this scene, here's what needs to happen, and this scene, here's what's, and I'm sure that certain things had to be really meticulously planned out, like the birth scene and whatnot. But oh, sure, sure. Other sure. than that, I'm sure a lot of it was kind of just like okay, walk around and look weird, and like just interact with people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of love that. But yeah, to write that in three days, it's pretty rad. Uh, so it sounds like it was kind of just a skeleton or an outline of a of a plot. Uh, but no, I did not read anything specifically about how long it, it took to film. Um, I, I really. What do you know. think the weird guy was that I can't remember the guy that like the one who was like watching him? He bumped into a couple times uh, down the hallway. That that one scene when he was like, "Come here!" I think he had a cane or a weird outfit on. I can't remember the character's name. Oh yeah, he was like kind of small, right? I, yeah, I forget. Did that? Did Barry see that guy before he? Before he changed into the alien, he did. No, I didn't like, track that. Like, right, so was the this, first time, first time he maybe this him. guy was an alien. Maybe he was watching Barry and saying like, "This is the one we're gonna grab." Maybe yeah, like maybe he was some kind of sentinel. Yeah, it was just like it was sort of like a hallucinate hallucination, maybe or something. It was weird. He it reminded like me of Prince. something in a Lynch film. Yeah, <laughs> Prince. He, he looked like Prince. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was maybe like... princes in this film. Who knows? Anything can happen in Friedberry. I definitely <laughs> watched Ryan Kruger's next movie. Yeah. I give it a go. All right. Do you guys ready it. for ratings? And yeah, I'll sort let's, it off. Let's do it. John, you started off. It was your pick. Go for All it. right. Here we go. Friedberry, uh, to me, was a very unique, interesting, fun watch. Never bored. Um, had so much enjoyment watching this movie um would i watch it again nah nah i wouldn't watch it again but um it was a lot of fun i i, I think and i think we mentioned this before is like you wouldn't mention it to a casual horror fan but any hardcore horror fan you absolutely say check this movie out like even if you're not a sci-fi fan 
watch it. You'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So I'm going to go, um, <laughs> I'm going to go seven out of 10. Woo. <laughs> Rick Flair would approve. Woo. Woo. Seven out of ten woos. Yeah, all right. That's that, a pretty that, high. That's a pretty high score, Johnny. It, it was. It was high, and and again, it was a lot of fun. But it's not one I want to watch again. I mean, did you watch it twice? I did. Yeah, you mentioned you were going to watch it again. I only watched it the once. Yeah, I watched yeah, it twice. I did too. And, and you know, it's just like wasn't as fun as the first watch. I, I had sure. tuned out during the Joe Bob night that they played this. I never actually got to see it. I think oh, I yeah. fell asleep and I woke up to some of it, but yeah, I didn't get a chance. When to you see picked it, I was definitely like, kind of oh, okay, cool. Give me another chance to see this. I might go I back and actually watch the Joe Bob. I might watch it one more time to watch what Joe Bob has to say about it. Do it, man. All That's right, since, yeah, since you're talking, Hydroberg, what did you think of the movie? Um, I liked it too. Like you said, it was. Uh, I don't know. Besides seeing Joe Bob talk about it, I don't know if I'd want to watch it again. It's sort of like a really good roller coaster. You went on it the one time, and you're like, oh, that was fun. And you move on. Um, I would maybe watch it in a group setting or ex- or like show this movie to somebody and not really tell them much about it. Like, I just want to see their expression while they're watching some of these scenes. And I would get more enjoyment out of that than the film itself. But um, I thought it was shot really good. I don't know how cheap it was, but it looked good. Um, you know, the acting was not bad. Nobody seemed like too wooden or anything like that. I don't know any of the actors because I think they're all like South African. Um, but especially all the smaller characters. I, I, I like most of them, you know, in this gritty world that they, they portrayed. It just, it seemed realistic, even though there was such crazy you know, hijinks going on. And uh, yeah, the main guy was pretty good for not being a, you know, he's an extra and a stuntman. And I just thought he, he portrayed like an alien on earth in these weird situations really well. And like you said, seeing how the film was actually made too, the, the way they wrote it and, improv some of it it makes sense why it came across the way it does um i thought the sound design was really good um i love the coloring like most scenes just had cool like neon sort of signs in the background and just it it looked good it kind of definitely gave you that nightlife sort of vibe especially if you've ever been out you know i'm I'm from new york if you've ever been to like the city late at night like in maybe a part of town where you're like we need to get out of here soon because it's getting too dark it definitely gave me that vibe um I liked it. It did have like uh, it had some heart for sure, which I, I think saved it, too, because otherwise it would be more forgettable. Um, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it six and a half. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pretty good. Ja- pretty good. Jacqueline, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it was a fun ride. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Um Hydroberg, especially what you said about it would be a fun movie to show somebody and watch their reactions. Your um, husband would probably hate this movie. Well, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of thinking of showing would, it to yeah. him. Um, he's actually kind of obsessed with South Africa. And so oh. um, he's, he's traveled there quite a bit and they have amazing surfing and surfing is his number one hobby. So I think almost oh, anything sweet. South African, I think he would at okay. least give it a, a try. So he might I, pull something from it that we didn't yeah. even bring, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of debating <clears throat> showing it to him. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, enjoy watching somebody, anybody's reactions to it. Um, it's, 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 as you guys said, it's not a movie with a high rewatch value. It's got a great look to it. Just looking at this guy, Gary Green, throughout the movie is an experience in and of itself and watching what he does with his face and his body and 
just as he moves throughout life. The, there's not a great plot to hang your hat on. Um, you know, it's sort of episodic in nature. And there's yeah. honestly, there's not much like connective tissue there to, to, to keep it together, to be honest. I think the main kind of through line is the relationship with the wife and her kind of desperately trying to get some semblance of like a marriage and a functioning relationship back and a family back together. Um, I think that's, that's the closest thing to like a binding agent in this film. Um, but you know, it, that, I, that only goes so far in this movie. It's, it's not a strong story. So if, if a, a good narrative is what you're looking for, I don't think this is, this is for you. So I, I'm going to come right down the middle on this and say, I'm going to give it five out of 10. Woo! <laughs> that was the best one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot they too, they did show like the flashback. You see his like wedding day and stuff. You see when he was like not on drugs. And they looked very yeah. happy together too, the relationship with him and his well, wife. It was as he was dying at the hospital. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was just like, you know, his humanity came back, or maybe that was Barry. It was just like, you know, he was possessed. So you could look at it like that. I don't know. Right. Yep. I guess we really I'm waiting for Barry uh, Fried Barry the video game where it's like a <laughs> side scrolling 8 bit game where you just like munch on ecstasy and fight <laughs> with, like, drug addicts and stuff. I don't play video games ecstasy. at all, but I can totally imagine that in my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> Pac Man. They have like side mini games where you have sex with prostitutes and oh, geez. That's <laughs> more Grand Theft Auto, I guess. <laughs> he never paid for it, by the way. I give him kudos. Uh, For the the ecstasy, you mean? He had no money. No, the sex with the prostitute. Oh, the sex, yeah. Or drugs. Or drugs, yeah. yeah, You're right. He just, like, got by free for everything. Yeah, just by virtue of his pretty face. Yeah, we we need need a video game for that. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I'm still going to gun for a sequel on this one, though. If he makes a fried berry sequel about what happened to the real berry in the spaceship, I would definitely watch that. I, yeah. I, I don't agree. I really don't. I, <laughs> I, I thought this was like a one-off. I thought this was fun. I mean, again, I, I know you get it right down the middle and, you know, there How about a, short? <laughs> a short. Yeah. So this actually was a short before it was a feature film. That's one of my trivia points. And um, ultimately I kind of think it maybe should have just stayed a short, like a really good short. Ride buried the adventures. You know, each week he goes through and he deals with a different problem on Shutter. What was the name of the short? Was that it Time Travelers? Much, I think it's just Fried Berry, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But yeah, every week that is too much berry. No, it's not. I mean, you can make it like a 30-minute thing or a 28-minute thing or whatever. I would take a five-minute thing. <laughs> I, I just read that the director of photography got on board one day before filming after the first DP dropped out three days yeah. before filming. Oh, really? pretty interesting for the fact that i enjoyed the the uh, photography yeah we, i think we all that was one of the highlights for all three of yeah. us is the cinematography really so that gp is pretty awesome uh gareth place is his name yeah oh yeah not to yeah, the gp that barry got when in the alien spaceship i would like to see what ryan kruger can do with the budget though yeah i mean i mean to me it's like i know we were kind of like not necessarily like all over the board but just kind of separate from what we felt about the movie, but I, I think this guy could do well. I think this guy, if he got a decent budget, he would do something fantastic. Yeah. It says that he's a huge fan of 80s films 
in the movie, the um, there's references to E.T., Starman, Terminator, Aliens, Indiana Jones, and Temple of Doom, Flight of the Navigator, and The Explorers. I, I feel oh, like I have to watch on. again to pick up those. Hold on. Maybe he could do a reboot of Phantasm if he likes all those 80s movies. You just blew my mind. And Barry could play the tall man. Whoa. Go lay down. Home Alone. <gasps> whoa. <laughs> That's all he says. But like, your acting is really bad. We're just going to have you say, whoa. The whole time. <laughs> no, no, the only thing he has to say is, boy. Boy. <laughs> Seriously, you guys just kind of blew me away with that idea. Damn. All right. Well, once we get out there on the, uh, the podcast waves, maybe they'll pick us up. Oh, I'm sure Ryan, Ryan Kruger. Ryan Kruger. Will Wait, hold guys, hold on. Ryan Kruger's on the phone right now. Hold on. Yeah. Fucking Ryan Kruger, call us right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know what happens next week, right? We go live. Officially. We yeah. Go live. I'm ready. We go out is to next the... week, like officially, like our birthday. It I is. guess so. With the alien being birthed. We are. <laughs> the black ooze. Yes. Where we are, are we? currently pregnant and we'll be giving birth next week <laughs> and it only took a week <laughs>